Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the beautiful and blessed day that you've given us here and the awesome opportunity to be able to come into your house on this beautiful day and be able to gather as your family. And we truly thank you for everything that you've done to us and for us and given us and promised us all this past year and the things that we have to look forward to for the upcoming year. Please be with us, guide us and every step that we take, every word that we speak, that everything that we do bring honor and glory to you. Please take charge of this service as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. New Year's Resolution 2024. Tomorrow is going to be New Year's and beginning of a whole new life for many because some will make resolutions. Some will make decisions to change their lives as of tomorrow. People have that in their mindset that they'll do various things. They say there's more memberships to gyms and such as that in the beginning of the year than at any other time of the year. People kind of overeat a little bit during the holidays and then they set their goal to, well, come January, I'm going to go start a gym membership. And my resolution is that I'm going to lose X number of pounds this coming year. They say more of that goes on beginning of the year than any other time of the year. And other things like people might say, I want to quit this or start that or do this or do that and whatever it may be. It may be a habit that you have that you want to give up. It may be a goal that you have set for yourself and an achievement that you want to make, uh, either a financial goal or, or whatever kind of a goal that you set for yourselves. A lot of that goes on at the beginning of the year. But one of the most prominent things is self-improvement, to improve themselves they look at what they've done to themselves in the past year and what it may have cost them one way or the other, and they resolve to change, to improve themselves in the coming year. But we've got to be very careful that anything that we strive to achieve when it comes to self-improvement is that we don't do it by ourselves. We need to include the Lord in that. Because when we try to do it of our own, we don't have the power to overcome some of the things that we are dealing with because some of the issues that people try to overcome is temptations that are in their lives which the devil has put upon them and put in front of them and they have fallen to that. And the weakness that we have, we cannot fight against the devil on our own power. We need the power of the Lord. And the Lord speaks of of this in Luke chapter 11, giving us a, a little example of how when someone chooses to clean themselves up, themselves, what happens? In Luke chapter 11, just a couple verses here, it reads, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. You have these people that go to these clinics to get cleaned up of their habit of drugs or alcoholism or whatever it may be. 
and then they come out and they don't have the Lord. They did it by the assistance of someone else or by their own power, their own will. And next thing you know, they're back into it and they're worse than they were before they went to the facility to get cleaned up. And that's kind of what he's talking about here. We have within us an area that is available for dwelling. That dwelling place can be indwelt with Satan or it can be indwelt with the Holy Ghost. We need to turn our lives over to Jesus Christ and then the devil gets kicked out, the Holy Ghost moves in and there's a no vacancy sign hung up. No room for the devil to come back. But it's sad that there are even Christians that are indwelt with the Holy Ghost that quench the spirit of the Holy Ghost, ignore the Holy Ghost, build an addition onto their home or their house or their body and invite the devil to come into that addition. They add him to their behavior. We shouldn't do such things. We have power and authority over the devil once the Lord comes into us. We can resist the devil and he has to flee from us. But it takes our resistance and acknowledgement of the power of God that we have available when we tap into it. But all this has to start with being born again. You have to be born again before you can be indwelt with the Holy Ghost and have that power and have that awareness of what is good and bad, what is evil, what is righteous, what is light, and what is darkness. In John chapter 3, awesome verses that we go to so many times because they are so prevalent. In Gospel of John chapter 3, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. We are led by the Spirit, like the wind blowing a leaf around the yard. You can't see the wind, but you can see the effect of the wind. A Christian that is being led by the Spirit is being blown around like that leaf, led by the Spirit. We cannot see the Spirit, but we can sure see the influence of the Spirit on someone's life. Verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not. How shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? 
And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Teaching Nicodemus there a little bit about himself. And Jesus Christ, he's the one who came down to take on flesh. He has that power and authority. Just in verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And but lifted up on that cross. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to the world through him might be saved. Notice, through him might be saved. He is the only way to salvation. It isn't by ourselves. We cannot choose to live a righteous life and receive forgiveness of sins and become born again by living a righteous life. If you do not start with accepting Jesus Christ, if you do not believe in Him and be in Him, then you are not born again. You are just doing a work. Works will not get us to heaven. We must trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ because we ourselves are too weak. We cannot overcome the wiles of the devil. Verse 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. See, if you do the works and not believe, you're just doing the works because you think your works are going to make you eligible for heaven, then you're not trusting in Jesus Christ. You're not believing in Jesus Christ and what He has done and what He is doing and going to do. You're believing in yourself. And that goes back to that first example that He gave about people cleaning themselves up, thinking that all i got to do is, is live righteously and then I'll be righteous. No, that's self-righteousness. Verse 19, And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Worked in God, not worked in their selves. That's the difference. Because there are religions out there that are high moral values within a religion that very strict controls on behavior. But they're not a part of the Lord. They're not trusting in Jesus Christ. They're trusting in themselves or some false god or some idol. Not based on works. It's based on faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Romans 10.9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Not if you live a good moral life and do a whole lot of good things and help a lot of people, then you're going to have eternal life. No, you've got to believe in Jesus Christ. 1 John 1, 1.9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's what you've got to start with. You confess. You turn your life over to the Lord. And then once you do that, 
2 Corinthians 5.17 kicks in. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That's what being born again is about. You become a new creature. You're not the same anymore. Therefore, don't act the same. Don't act like you did before you got saved because you are different. You're a new creature. You're renewed in your mind, as he says. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And isn't that awesome? We are approaching a new year. You think about everything being new. We can be new when we trust in Jesus Christ, when we get our sins washed away, when we confess them, they're gone, and He gives us a fresh, clean, new, white garment, His righteousness that He blankets us with. Let's keep that clean all year long. Let's make that our resolution to resolve that we will stay on the straight and narrow, that we will stay in the perfect will of God, that we will be obedient children of God. Trusting in Him fully and completely. That's the kind of resolution we need to make every day. Not just the beginning of the year, but every day. Lord, let this day be the day that I can stay in Your will. Pray when you wake up. Pray throughout the entire day. Because when you're praying throughout the day, when you're acknowledging God and His beautiful creation all around us, all throughout the day, it keeps your mind on the Lord. And that's the most challenging thing that people have is controlling their mind, their thoughts, because their thoughts affect their behavior. You know good and well that there are things that happen to you throughout a day that evil thoughts rise, hateful thoughts arise, hardships can come upon us, and then we start having these evil thoughts, whatever it may be, somebody might have done something against us, or Something happened to us and then suddenly all these evil thoughts come into our mind. shouldn't be that way. We're still in this fallible body. We've got to know that we have an available source that can overcome all those evil thoughts. When we have those evil thoughts, ask for forgiveness for it and get it wiped away and move forward. Ephesians chapter 4 gives us some awesome instructions on how to behave in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Vanity of their mind. That means worthless and fleeting away. The worthless and fleeting away things that way too many people set as their life's goal, which is focusing on the treasures of this world. We need to focus on the treasures of the world to come. We need to focus on pleasing the Lord, not ourselves. But the world would have you look at yourself. The self-image is so important to the world. What you want to do for yourself, you go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and it's, they always try to focus on what do you want? What is your goal? How can you please yourself? All this selfishness, selfishness, self-will. And that's the wrong way to think about it. They, they're talking about the kids, you know. What do you want to do with your life? What is your will? What is your desire? What are your choices? If the child is born again Christian and got a good walk with the Lord, he's going to say, my choice, my will is to be in the will of God. When we get in a perfect relationship with God, 
our will and His will are in alignment. But when we get our will off of the track, off of the path, out of the will of God, then we're going to mess up. We're going to lose blessings. We're going to lose rewards. We're going to lose the relationship that we could have had. We've got to get our mind right, get it back in track, get away from the vanities of this world. Once again, there in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. That was the old man. That was the old life. Get away from that. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. See, they're blinded. They're blinded until they're enlightened by God. These who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Truth. That's what we want to seek. That can only be found with the Lord. That he put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. The old man, the old ways. The way too many people try to bring the old ways, the old behaviors, old attitudes, old mind back into their lives. Shouldn't be. We should do verse 23 and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That should be our New Year's resolution. To be renewed in the spirit of our mind. To let our mind be 100% in alignment with the perfect will of God for our lives. So that we can be pleasing to Him in everything that we do. Even every thought that we have. Be renewed. New year, renew that mind. How? By trusting in the Lord. And be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. That verse 27 is what I was talking about earlier. Don't give place to the devil. Don't build an addition on and say, now I can invite you in over here. You know, I know there's no vacancy over here in this section, but let me put on an addition into my house and then let you come on over here. That's that evil that is within us wanting to link back up with the evil of Satan and get us back into our ways that we have. We're in before we become Christians. It shouldn't be that way. That's backsliding. That's backsliders, and it's not going to benefit you. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceedeth out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. That's a big part in our lives right there. What we say. Because many times what you say comes from the heart. 
Many times what you say just comes from the head, but sometimes it comes all the way from the heart. And it exposes what you really like and what you're really thinking about. And sometimes we let things out that should not be out, which is some of that stuff that needs to be washed away, cleaned away, suppressed. The darkness that is within all of us, because there's no one that is completely righteous. Jesus Christ was the only one that was like that. So everybody's walking around with a dark side within them. More, some people can control it better than others. But you can sit here and think about it. There might be something that have happened to you in this past year where you felt that come upon you. May have given you a, a, what they call a cold chill or your, your hair on your arms. And Well, I don't know, you all might not have hairy arms like me, but uh, your hair on your arms stand up or the back of your neck when you feel that, that rage comes. It might be while you're driving, you're like, I like to just run over them or that person get off my bumper or... Somebody say something to you or do something to you or, or it might even be by yourself. You're doing something and you smash your thumb and like, oh, and then suddenly you say something you shouldn't have said. That is all within all of us because we're still in these fallible bodies. If we are in perfect alignment, if we are really listening to the Holy Ghost, then we can suppress those things. But when we do fall, when we do mess up, when we do say something or think something that we should not, then ask for forgiveness. Just like he said there in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when we do stumble, when we do mess up, when we do something we shouldn't do, when no good and well that we shouldn't have done it, don't just keep carrying it around because then the devil's going to use that against you. Even if you go and ask the Lord for forgiveness and give forgiveness for it, the devil will try to bring that back up against you, but you can turn to the Word of God and say, he's forgiven me all of that, so get away from me, devil, and he's got to leave you. Many times we bring it back up against ourselves. Shouldn't do that either. Let it get washed away completely. Verse 29 again there. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. When we do something wrong... That grieves the Holy Ghost. When we ignore His guidance, that grieves the Holy Ghost. When we gag Him and throw Him in the back seat and we drive our vehicle of life ourselves, that grieves the Holy Ghost. we got to get in the back seat and let the Holy Ghost get in the driver's seat and let Him drive our vehicle of life. Let Jesus take the wheel, as the song says. Then you're going to be on the right path. Verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. This is a letter to the church in Ephesus. Paul writing to the Christians. These are issues that the Christians are dealing with. You would think, well, if they're a Christian, they wouldn't have all this bitterness and anger and clamor and evil speaking and malice. But yes, we still have that because we're still in that tug of war that Paul talks about. But we shouldn't be that way. When we see it, when we experience it, get it taken care of. Resolve that that not be in your life this coming year. Let all bitterness and wrath and clamor and Excuse me, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Malice, that means with an intent to do harm. 
you say something or do something with the intent of hurting someone else, that's malicious. And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. That's the big one there. That's the tough one there. That's the one we all need to do. We need to be forgiving. He clearly teaches us that. We've got to be forgiving. He gave us that awesome example prayer over in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Are you carrying unforgiveness over into the new year? Shouldn't do it. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You don't want to come to Judgment Day and have unforgiveness within your list of things that are going to be looked at and reviewed. When I go over your life, when I go over everything that you've done, are you going to carry into judgment and unforgiveness for someone else, which also results in you not being forgiven for having unforgiveness for someone else? shouldn't do that. got to be forgiving. Because after all, look what Jesus Christ has done for us. Give us an opportunity of forgiveness for everything that we have done. Therefore, we should carry that on to someone else. Forgive someone. Sometimes there's people that you can't live peaceably with. Yes. So don't keep going back to there and you're having the issue over and over and over. Get forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness. Forgive them. Lift them up. Give them to the Lord. Stay away from them. Because sometimes it's not possible to live peaceably with some people because they are indwelt or guided by Satan, and they know that they can irk you, they know that they can make you have a feeling of hatred or anger that we shouldn't have. So there are some people that we need to stay away from. When you have that situation, forgive them, lift them up, give them the Lord, stay away from them. These recent holidays gatherings with Christmas and Thanksgiving before that. You've been around family members that you might not have been around very much of that may have brought up some feelings of the past that have uh, angered you or situations or things that you've done to them or they've done to you that might have brought up some stuff that might be coming to mind that you might still be carrying around. You've got to forgive them, lift them up, give them to the Lord. Don't carry it around because we have that available to us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, even the unrighteousness of having anger or bitterness toward someone else. We've got to love one another. That's the great commandment, second great commandment. All right, now if you turn over to Colossians chapter 3, ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. That's the key. 
if we stay focused on Jesus Christ, if we stay focused on eternity, then we can get our eyes off of this temporal stuff. Even if something happens to us, well, this is temporary anyway. It don't matter. And I'm not going to carry that over to the next world. So forget about it and let it go. That's what we can do. That's what we have that opportunity to do. Another awesome section of guidance for Christians is in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, where he teaches us about putting on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So when we can put on the armor of God, then we have the tools that we need to fight the devil, to go up against those challenges. So we need to do that, put on the full armor of God. As he says, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. In verse, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We've got to realize that we're not just going up against that particular adversary that we might be face to face with. We're going up against the devil and all his minions and his power. So we've got to have the armor of God to do that. And then as it says over in verse 18, praying always for with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. That means list everything that you need. All prayer and supplication. Tell Him about it. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying for each other, which is a very important part about it. When we pray for each other to strengthen each other, and we come together as a family, and we come together much stronger in that way. And that's one of the things that we need to do with this world, with this country, the things that are going on in this country. Awesome set of scriptures back over there in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, where it says, If my people, which are called by my name, that's Christians today. We are called by His name. So we Christians need to do what He's telling us here. Shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This land truly needs some healing. And we need to, as First Peter in First Peter chapter one, verse thirteen, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind. Once again, referring to the mind, we've got to control that mind. And it points out right here, very important part of it. Be sober. Being sober is a real challenge for some people. I know people that are really tied in to altering their mind with substances. And they think it's normal behavior because the world accepts it. It shouldn't be that way. But there's other ways to get your mind out of whack. Not just substances. Just in your own thoughts, your own imaginations. You can wind up being drunken in your mind. So it didn't just talk about substance abuse. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's talking about the judgment. We need to be ready for the judgment. So confess your sins. He's going to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Lean on Him completely. Put on that full armor of God. Renew your mind and be ready for this coming year to bring honor and glory to the Lord through everything that you say, everything that you do, every thought that you have. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank You for this past year we've had and the upcoming year 
another year of opportunities to bring you honor and glory. Help each and every one of us be cleansed completely from head to toe of all of our sins, all of our evil thoughts, all of our evil behaviors, and let us only be in your perfect will in this coming year that everything that we say and do bring you honor and glory. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen.